This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Welcome to Agency Intelligence, folks, because that's right. I'm here with you giving you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. You know it. I'm your host, and today I'm joined by Erin Neal. And uh, before we get to her, we've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. You may have heard it right before it started, but please go to AIBrainShare.com. Get an invite. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be bigger than anything else because it's in the state of Texas. Uh, Come on, enjoy it. Join us. AIBrainShare.com. Join us, please. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, And that's about it. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I do want to say other thing. If you're a subscriber to the, if you're listening to this, um, be sure to go to the insurance podcast network.com the insurance podcast network.com it's a brand new site it's where you get all the podcasts that are on the network and subscribe to it if you would subscribe to us subscribe to all the individual uh, channels that we all of us give our time for free but what what makes the difference is when you subscribe you're telling all those places that we're awesome and so if you think we're awesome and we better be you're spending an hour or two hours a week of your life with us um, please let the world know so greatly appreciate you loyal listeners. Aaron Neal, how are you? I'm great, Jason. How are you doing? Good. Um, And for all you guys to know, if you remember, this is the mom series. It is the month of May. We're doing this in uh, honor of Mother's Day, but it's the mom series because it's specifically the mothers of Mastermind. Um, And so I've asked people who... uh, women who are mothers who are in Mastermind uh, to come forward. Now, Aaron has been on the podcast... Aaron, four or five years ago? Yeah. I know. We're getting old. What really yeah. has been? <laughs> I was just thinking been that. that it's been a long time. It's probably been two, three years. It was probably in year number two or three, and we're in year number eight now. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. God, where we have come from, Aaron. We're going to talk. <laughs> We've known each other talk. a long time. <laughs> and, yeah, and, 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 and the situation we were in when we met each other, right? Not a, not a bad or good situation, but just the, the, the role we were in, right? And, and, and what our expectations were to be here, right? And so, so exciting. And thank you very much for um, coming on the podcast. So they don't have to go all the way back to 2006 or maybe it's 2005 and actually verify some of the uh, stuff we say today. They maybe want to know, are you an iPhone or a Droid user? I'm an iPhone user to this day. <laughs> Long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And what's Wrong the last answer. app you downloaded? The last app I downloaded wasn't all that exciting. And That's now okay. I can't even remember what it was. I think something for the alarm system. So. You know what? It's so funny. I get so many of those Google downloads, alarm downloads for like the Google Home, you know, the thermostat, the ring doorbell. That's so funny how common those apps are becoming. 
Um, and, and some people can't even remember, but they know that they use that one a lot. So that's, that's interesting. And I do, uh, I have a 15 year old. Um, so I have my house, uh, cameraed up like a fortress <laughs> and he still somehow gets out. So anyways, no, uh, he's uh, God love him. He's a great kid. But anyways, Aaron, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh gosh, I love winning, but I hate losing. I mean, that's uh, both. <laughs> I don't think that was a question last time, actually. Way it back was, in the day. and I think it was the same thing. I said I hate to lose, but you said you hate to lose. Okay, yeah, okay. but I really do. I love to win too. I don't know. I'm, I know. I don't right? know which one I like or dislike more. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're a champion in the mastermind, so you like to win because that's for winners in there. Remember? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Um, Okay, so how about luck or skill, which has gotten you to where you are right now, sister? Luck or skill? I'm terrible at these questions. Both. This is the last one, I promise. Both. Both? I mean, I couldn't have gotten here if I didn't work hard. And 51%, Aaron. 51%. What's 51%? I think hard work. Is that a skill? Yeah, that 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 that, that, that would be skill, but that would also be luck. Okay, see, I see what you mean. Um... <laughs> Direct questions, Jason. That's, that's, that's what is. I'm good it, at answering. <laughs> well, it is. It is. And you make a good point because you dissect that a slight different than other people do in the fact that hard work, right, is, is, is uh, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. And if Billy Williams plus time management, but that's where gnome really is preparation. So in hard work, you had to prepare, right? So you, so I think it favors more to luck, but then again, I don't really know because where you and I were 10 years ago in 2013, when we met or eight years ago, when we met in San Antonio, we actually yeah, met online before for oh. that, but, yeah. but like I'm talking for face to face, right? Yeah, face to face is in San Antonio. And, and we're going to go be going back there this year. This is exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. So. So anyways, I know we're just rambling on here, but I really like that because if you really have to dissect that, what is hard work? I don't know if you guys, uh, loyal listeners, want to tell me out there, Jason at agency-intelligence.com. So Aaron, take us back, high school diapers, three to four minutes, bring us forward to how you became the leader of this empire. Wow. So in college, I began working for a local nationwide insurance agency, just doing file work, answering the phone. Um, I got my license, I believe it was my senior year in college, and decided that I really wanted to make insurance a career. Um, upon graduation, I was promoted to the office manager of our little nationwide agency, and I worked there until 2009 when I started my own agency from scratch. Um, so 10 years on the captive side and then started my own agency from scratch. And, um, I thought I knew what I was doing. Looking back, I think I was winging it a little bit. Um, and then I had a couple of acquisitions along the way. Um, one of them was a, um, a great opportunity acquisition. Um, I got to buy one of the oldest insurance agencies, um, in our area, um, that, that was, was Hamby, right? That's correct. That's Hamby. Mm -hmm. And so then we kind of rebranded over the next few years to be just Hamby Insurance, um, both locations, um, the location where I started from scratch, and then obviously the, the Hamby location, which was about 15 miles away um, from, from Rockwall. 
and um, I was I was pretty scared. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Jason. The agency that I bought, Hamby, um, it had a an owner, and I think we've all kind of seen this, especially as we've progressed in our careers, that was um, stagnant, for lack of a better word. Um, he was retirement age, but not really ready to retire, but wasn't really working um, on the agency. He was just kind of riding the renewal and and, and hoping um, that everything would just kind of stay status quo. I remember that um, now. Now that you start talking about this. Yeah. And so the agency had really lost about three fourths of its business um, before I had the opportunity to purchase it. And um, thankfully, we are now um, bigger than we've ever been. Um, But it's taken, you know, close to 10 years, nine years now of really hard work to get there. Um, and so that's how I got to where I'm at today. Um, I just, Three quarters of the agency had lost. Now, when were you valuing that? What do you mean from the time you got there to the time you bought it? Or how did you value where, the, where that three quarters? The biggest it had ever been. So, mm-hmm. you know, probably it was ah. at that size somewhere in the mid 90s, the late 90s. And then um, I think he was um, 74 four-ish when I came in. And I mean, there's a lot of people that do do great things. I'm not not throwing out an age or anything like that, but he just, he hadn't hired somebody to kind of come in and run it. And he was running it semi-retired. And there wasn't a lot of focus on writing anything new. It was just kind of, you know, this is what it is. And so from from where it had been at one point to where it was when I bought it, it had lost quite a bit of premium volume. And you saw you were able to get back to that because that's just what leaders do, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, hmm? we'd been there once before. Why couldn't we be there again? Why couldn't we be bigger than that? Um, You know? So so finally, how did you get him to finally say, okay, hey, enough, enough. Let me buy you. Or how, how did that process go? So that I was not involved in that process. I was actually the second person who purchased it. So, oh, um, okay. So Agents Alliance, which is part of the cluster that I'm with, they had purchased it to, um, and they had um, they had purchased it, I guess, to be kind of like an office location because it's pretty close to Dallas. So mm-hmm. where I live is about 30 miles east of Dallas, and this agency is about 15 miles east of Dallas. So it's actually right in between me and Dallas. And um, they had, like I said, they had gotten the opportunity to buy it when he actually lost his last carrier appointment for Mm. lack of production. And that's when he was kind of like, okay, I've got to do something because we've lost our last big, big carrier because we haven't produced anything. So um, they, they bought it and that it didn't work out the way that they wanted it to. And then they gave me an opportunity to buy it from them. So I didn't do the direct purchase, but I did purchase it. Um, so I think they actually bought it in 2007, if I'm not mistaken. So when did you buy it? 2011. 2011. So here's the deal, Aaron, the best to your memory, right? It's Monday morning. You sign the papers on Friday. It's my story for a minute, so just okay. make it happen. Like <laughs> okay. So you sign the papers on Friday, and you come into the door Monday. You sit down, and you're like, 
Okay. We got to get back to greatness. How did you, what was some of your first thoughts, some, some of your first actions, whether they were the good or bad, what were some things that you thought, okay, let's start here? So I would say the first thing that I did was draft a letter um, that basically went out to all the clientele um, introducing me and okay. my um, excitement to work with them and my eagerness and that nothing was changing because um, it was already, you know, had already been purchased a few years ago, um, mm -hmm. but that it was just going to be, a, a, I guess, a great thing. Um, and then I went from there to really trying to get my arms around the the book of business, so to speak. What do we have? What, what have, you know, mm -hmm. what's going on here? Um, and then once I did that, I really just started trying to nurture those relationships with clients that we already had, um, social media announcements, uh, local newspaper announcements, just really anything that I could to remind people about the agency and what we did and and where Aaron, we were. this is so key here. This is so awesome, right? So much to learn here because 50% of the loyal listeners right now probably say, um, I did exactly that and I was successful. I see why she was. Um, and then the other 50% are curious to how they did it because a lot of times it's, let's get in. We've already got this clientele. That's why we bought them. Let's start selling. Let's start selling and selling and selling. Not saying, loyal listeners, that one's right or wrong. We all know that we're fingerprints. Everybody's unique, especially in our successes. Um, but that's an interesting thing. You said, I, rather, let's, let's focus internally, right? I just purchased this. Let's make sure we keep this, right? I mean, that's Yeah, I don't want to lose anything else. Like, right. You know, right. we, we've got to keep this that we already have. Steady and the then, ship, right? And then once, you know, and we did start focusing on selling um, probably within the first quarter, but really those first 30 days were mm -hmm. just, you know, let's let everybody know there's not going to be a, like, this is a great thing, you know, that has just right. happened. And then after that, like the agency didn't have any goals. Um, it, it was just kind of, you know, we write what we write. And I set a goal that the people that were on the team at the time thought was pretty outlandish. Um, and we exceeded that goal the first year. Um, uh -huh. and, and it was a little hard too, because I couldn't tell the team exactly how we were going to get there. And, and you've probably had the same experience before, Jason. Uh -huh. like, we're going to have a goal. Um, I don't know what we're going to do to get to that goal, but, but we're going to get there and we're going to track it. And, and I've gotten a lot better at those goals. But right. I remember that first year, it was just throwing a number out. Like, this is what we have to achieve. These are what my expectations are. Did those, did those numbers not in just not having a plan, but did those numbers see like, like, is that realistic, but we're going to go there in your mind? I felt like they were extremely realistic for the age of okay. our agency the size of the book that we already had, but they were literally a hundred percent more than what the agency had produced the year before. Oh, there you go. So it was, I mean, for them, it was really lofty, but for me, I was really shocked at how little they were producing when I purchased mm -hmm. it. Um, and we really, I knew we couldn't survive on that amount. Like it, it had I, to increase. I love what you said about your videos, your, your connections with your current, um, staff or your current, um, 
your current uh, uh, book of business that you had, that your eagerness, I think, was the word you used. It was my eagerness to, we're just, you're just not going to sit here anymore. I'm eager to talk to you, to get to know you, to make sure you're covered correctly. And I think sometimes we lose that when we're having that first communication um, with a new business customer, right? Let alone a renewal Absolutely. customer when you're doing that, that eagerness. I like that word, eagerness. Um, how about the staff? In the first 30 days, what, well, let's say the first three months, what did that staff situation look like? How many were there and what did it look like later? Looking back, it was, um, it was, they, they were great, but they were not open to change mm. whatsoever. Mm. Um, looking back, I would have probably done a Billy Williams approach where I rehired, re-interviewed, did that, but I, I wanted to keep everyone, you know, mm -hmm. like I didn't want to be the person who came in and was like, Hey, we're going to have a massive turnover. Right. If you still, want Oh, sorry, Jason. You're fine. It's allergy season here in Texas. Right. Um, where if, you know, you want to, um, if you want to work here, you better meet this. I just didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted the stability, not just for, um, for me, but for the clients, I wanted them to have a familiar face that they had already been talking to. But that being said, it was a mother daughter team. Mm -hmm. So the mom was a full time wow. team member and the daughter was working part time while going to college. Um, so I was a little ganged up on looking back, you know, with wanting to make these changes. Um, and they were so minor, um, like how we answered the phone. Um, wow. They answered the phone insurance office, um, which I guess isn't a bad way to answer the phone. But from my mind, it's like, well, which insurance office am I calling? Um, that doesn't sound like you're really excited to talk to me if you're not even saying your name, you know? So I remember that being a, hmm. just everything was just hard right. because they were fighting the change with everything they had not realizing that I just wanted greatness for all of us, mm -hmm. you know, um, they closed the lunch, the office for lunch every day and went to lunch together as a mother and daughter, which again is great. But when we're going to lunch, that's when our clients a lot of times are needing to make their changes on their policy. That's when they're at lunch too. Mm -hmm. So we quit closing the office for lunch and, and I was evil. Um, and so it was, it was hard um, going through that change because I felt like I was having to drag my team. And, and looking back, I would have done that differently. But I was trying to be nice and, and – um, yeah, looking and, back, and, and right? Was, I think at that age and it'd be that newness, we, uh, everybody might have done it even again. But being in in the age we are now, um, I'm 43. I'm not allowed to ask you. So I'm being at that <laughs> age, looking back to some of the decisions I would have made, I think exactly right. And then you're so worried that you're going to lose somebody, the staff or the uh, the clients, because they do know the staff, right? The the the, right. the clients do understand who've been there a while when they do answer insurance agency. They just know that's their agency. But going forward, we can't. I agree with that emphatically. Um, that's literally one of the first things that, that Billy, not the first, but one of the first on when you're doing the onboarding is explaining to them how you answer the phone. I guarantee you there's so many agency owners that they don't even think of that, right? It's just kind of like you just let it happen because they're a professional. They know how to answer. But it's it's nice when everybody's answering the same exact way 
And as you said, and Kelly uh, Kelly Donahue talks about all the time, it's about promoting your ba- brand and being proud in who you are, right? And making sure your name right. is put in there so that they know. So I love that. I love that, girl. All right. So how long did mom and, and, and daughter last? Are they still there? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mom and daughter made it almost to the one-year mark. Okay. Wow. And... They made it long enough to see us hit our goal. Left together? Which was another thing. Um, left together? No. The daughter left a few months before mom because she wanted to focus more on school, and I, and I understood that. And she ended up getting a job, I think, at the mall, which worked better with her hours at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mom ended up going to another agency. Wow. Um, and, and, and it was probably for the best. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, during that time, too, I had hired another team member. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was hard because it was just me and her for, you know, a good, you know, 60 days or so until we found the right fit. But um, it was definitely, um, like I said, and I think that's why I say looking back, I would have just ripped the Band-Aid off and either have them reapply or started fresh mm-hmm. because ultimately – they ended up leaving anyway. They, they, they were not on board with the changes that were being made. They weren't, you know, on board with, with, I shouldn't say with growing, but that was, you know, how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, I love how you talk about it. Aaron. A lot of people don't realize that Billy talks about that a lot about rehiring them, right? To him, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's just a new business, right? I, I didn't buy you. I bought I bought the book of business. I looked at the financials in the book of business and broke that down and said, I'm going to buy this. Yes, the people were a factor, right? It does help it to kind of know. And I guess you can become more of an asset because if there are people are like, hey, this this person is really good. Um, so so let's 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 get forward real quick. Let's skip forward to now. What's what's your agency look like? How many people do you have? Do you have multiple locations? What's your size? What do you what do you out? What does it look like? So today, I do have multiple locations. In 30 days, I will be back to a single location. Mm-hmm. Um, including me, we've got seven people on the team. Um, four, three of them, I guess you could say, are in personal lines. Um, two of them are in commercial lines. And then we have one person um, that's kind of a reception. She does a little bit more of the personal line stuff. And then me that does a little bit of everything. I, I I've been trying the last two years to focus and and shift my focus from working in the agency to working on the agency, mm-hmm. but I love insurance mm-hmm. and I love selling insurance. Mm-hmm. So now I'm only selling the leads that come directly to me, whether it's a direct referral or a community partner um, that I deal with. But um, honestly, I'm not as good as my team. So it, it's, it's better um, to let them handle those things. So um, that's kind of our breakdown where we're at. We, like I said, when I bought Hamby um, nine years ago or nine and a half years ago, there was just two people, well, actually one and a half and then me. And now we've got seven full time. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, 
what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recruiting, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. You know, when your business, when your business is truly your people, right? Not your book right. of business. You're, you're, when it's really, when your business is truly your people, then you have to, when you, well, it's kind of hard to explain. I think it's important that we focus on our people. And when you say you're working on your business, a lot of people say that consultants say that speakers tell us that and it's and it makes sense but when you try to detail it out it's like okay so how what does that look like right and i think that if if, if our agency is built on people when we say we want to work on our agency and not our in our agency we're helping people right i say this um in in the, in the article that i wrote which was about which was the lies that we tell ourselves, And this happens to be one of those, because if, if you really know what working on the agency is, it's about working on your team and making sure they have the technology processes. And I want to get your feedback and tell me what I'm missing here. You're, you're, they have the processes, the workflow, the technology, um, the right skills to be able to do the job and take care of the client. And then the client's job is actually to pay the bills, right? With the revenue. Mm -hmm. And so I see everybody. So I think sometimes when we say work on our business, that's what we're doing, right? We're skipping that level of skipping our, 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 our team and going directly to helping the client. And I love what you said. My team can do it better. They really they can. can. I think so many agency owners relate to that, right? Yeah. Because if it's something I'm going to do, then I'm going to get interrupted when the internet goes down or I'm going to get interrupted when somebody else and now there's, you know, six other people has a fire that they do need me to help mm -hmm. put out or I'm going to get interrupted when, you know, somebody from the chamber or a marketing rep or a carrier want to come in and meet with me. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do all of those things. And I really need to focus on, putting, you know, and, and I've, I've done that when um, I was pregnant with my first daughter three years ago, I developed an intranet um, for our agency that we put all of our processes into. Um, we put basically everything for the agency into, and it's searchable like Google. So if somebody has a question about how to do a car change, the handy way, they just type in car change and boom, it pulls up the article. 
Um, and so I've been working on doing that kind of stuff. Um, but the more people I get on my team, the harder it is to take care of customers and my team. Right. And, 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 and when you're working on your business, it's your team. So that's, Right. Don't think any more of that, loyal listeners. When you're tra- new, new agencies starting out, getting ready to hire. When you're getting ready to hire somebody, um, I, I, I don't want to mess it up, but I heard uh, Billy told me one time. He said, he said, Jason, you can be an owner that produces, but it's very hard to be a producer that owns. Right? It's very hard to do that. So just what you're talking about, I'm an owner and I'm going into that role, but I'm still needed when I'm needed, right? But a lot of times it's, I'm the person leading the charge and then, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to be an owner. That's not good. I, I just have to say I, I, that that can only last so long. I think you can be successful, but you can only last so long in that. That makes um, makes so much sense. So Aaron, um, where do you see yourself going? I mean, you feel you feel seven people is good. Ten people. Where do you are you going to find some acquisitions? What's your thoughts? I really don't know, Jason. Um, That's okay. At this point, I mean, I, I have goals. I have things that I want to do. Um, you know, I think the last time we talked, my goal was I wanted to be producing over a million dollars a year in new business. Um, I am thankful to say that we've been able to do that. COVID was a little bit of a dip, mm-hmm. um, but we're right back now this year on target to do over a million dollars. And we've been doing that pretty well. And so my next big goal is, and I may have talked to you about this when we saw each other last, I think it was in Phoenix or Vegas. I can't remember. Um, but about, um, I want to be at a million dollars in revenue and COVID kind of threw a wrench in that mm-hmm. uh, for my agency. Anyway, um, I was on target to be there at the end of 2021 but now, without a doubt, we should definitely be there by the end of 2022. Come on. Um, and so that's that's my big push and my big focus is I want to I want to get there. So that's great. Um, I don't know how many people that's going to take. Um, you know, when you get to a million I mean, in revenue, it makes you an instant millionaire. Seriously, yeah. think about it. If you <laughs> sold the next day for two mil minimum, you you know, you're a millionaire. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. I, I say that a lot. I, these are the little mental bullshit games that I play with myself, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, and, and I don't have any interest in selling. I get hit up pretty regularly about that. Um, I'm sure most all agency owners are right now. Um, I know there's a big push for that, but I still have 20 years of hard work in me. Oh my God. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not one of these that says, oh, I'm going to retire at whatever age. Um, I just had kids, so I got to get them through college. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, at some point I might, you know, step back a little bit, but what about a COO? I, I plan on- Do you see yourself hiring, hiring a COO, somebody who directs the operations of the office? Chief operations it, officer. Makes it even more off of you? Three, five, seven maybe, years, maybe? Maybe 10 years. 10 yeah. years? Okay. I mean, I don't. And again, it depends on our size. I mean, we may hit that million dollar mark and I might need Mm -hmm. some more help. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thankful that the cluster that I'm a part of, they do a whole lot of our back office stuff for us. So like, um, I know we've talked before about VA is like, I don't do any of my downloads. I don't do a lot of that stuff that's done by our cluster. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's included in our fees. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I don't I know that takes um, how big I want my team. Yeah. Yeah. How I want my team to be. Um, right now I, I just focus on annual and, and, and revenue goals and we'll see. I mean, that's kind of always been my thing is, you know, originally I just wanted to be at 500,000 in premium, you know, mm-hmm. and we're, we're blown through that. So is it unbelievable how, how big we think we're thinking, but how small minded we are um, sometimes, yeah. but that's, that's how we got where we are though. Right. Is just thinking like, wow, if I can get there, I remember when I was like, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, I told myself if I could make $60,000 a year, I will be happy. You know, I have to admit also getting more, making more than $60,000 a year was tough in my early years because mentally yeah. I had told myself that so much. Right. Um, so I, I always found that, that was something I had to break through really hardcore in my mid to late twenties to, to be able to do that. So um, anyways, Aaron, anything to add? I mean, I know this is the mom series. Since we've talked, you have become uh, married to a wonderful man. Um, and then you have two two kids, right? Right, two okay. little girls. Oof, I was like, man, don't tell me you had three. 19 months apart. 19 so. months apart. Any more coming? I mean, not coming, but no, 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 done? No, Cut her done. Off. Yep. Shut down the factory. <laughs> yeah, I asked Jeremy. I was like, that's my husband. Would uh we should try for a little boy. Oh, no, no, no. We will have three girls. We are done. Like, done, done, done. So, okay. And now that the oldest is a little over a year old, you know, I think all moms go through this. Like, they want another baby. Um, and he's like, I'm so glad that, that we're done with that. <laughs> and so, he has no more kids. He's, he's done it, too. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And, and, and you know, when you're talking about retirement, my thing is not to retire, right? Tiny, kind of ending yeah. it. Some people have kind of heard me talk about this on other podcasts. But when I was with Billy, and you know, he told me, he said, Jason, I ain't selling shit. He said, you know, he said, he said, you know, but the thing is, he doesn't work. He said that that's what I'm bad at. And that's what a lot of people are bad at. And, and, and I'm, he said, we're bad at training our managers. He's like, there's no way that you should be in the damn office after 12, one o'clock in the afternoon with the staff you have and the people you have. That doesn't mean that you go home and drink beer, right? That means you work on your passion. Now, if your passion is to stay in the office, that's fine. But make sure you're not getting in the way of what other people are trying to do, the people that you train to do the job, you know? And so it's a different way of looking at that. And that's the way I feel. I I love insurance. I really, truly do. But there's a lot of other cool things that I kind of like doing. I mean, I'll work for the rest of my life. I just don't know how long I'll own the agency. And I think one day I'll probably get rid of the agency, not because I want to leave it. I think it would just be time to turn it over to the younger generation, right? In five, 10 years, I'm going to have a son who's 30, right? I mean, so it's like he's 30, he's 22 now. So he'll be 30 to 32. He'll have a brother that's behind him, which will probably be a pretty big rock star. Um, He's about 25 or 26. He'll be 25 or 26 at the time. It's time to let them run it. It's time to let them do that. Whether I want to or not, I'm excited for them because I remember being that age when you and I met that that was us, right? We were excited to have that time and I want them to have that. Um, and man, they're going to have it so much easier. So I got to make it really hard on them in the first, in the first <laughs> thing. My, my one son, Gavin, who's 22, um, he's starting with us next Monday. Um, wow, I, yeah. awesome. so he went and did other jobs. He played tennis for one year in college and 
He's uh, been a pizza delivery boy and done everything. And finally, we in April, he called me and said, Dad, I, I'm, I'm ready to go. He likes investments. And Travis, who's a business partner of mine, does investments. But he said he wants to work with me for the first year. You know what I told him? I told him, um, I, we've, I've interviewed him three times. Billy gave me the sheets on how you should interview sometimes family members versus others because there's certain things you have to lay out. Um, and Billy's really helped me on coaching how to do this. And I told him something. I, you're different. Not because you're my son. You're different because I'm not hiring an employee. I'm hiring an employer. You're going to employ this place. You don't know how to read a balance sheet. You don't know how to read a, a profit and loss statement. And that's my fault, right? As in not teach that younger. And I think we're all guilty of that in a way. But that, that's what I'm hiring him for. I mean, I tell my team, he's going to be our, um, our gopher. I mean, he's just going to learn everything, you know, and I think that's what he needs to do. But he starts next Monday, so it's really kind of crazy, you know. Awesome. It goes quick, Aaron. It goes quick. It does go quick. I can't believe my older one will be three this summer. And, yes, no, it, it you know, everybody tells you that, but you don't realize it until you're in it, like, the days are long, but the years are short. Oh, my God. And, um, yeah, it, it is crazy. And that's, for me, you know, I was 40 when I had the baby. So, you know, I've got a long time to to get through that. But I agree with what you said about having the next generation come in. And that's, I think that, you know, somewhere in the next 10 years, I will probably kind of start that process of maybe finding somebody younger because – the last thing I want to see happen is the agency get stagnant again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I want to, you know, I, when I purchased the agency, I think it was close to 70 years old. Um, it's 81 years old this year and I want it to keep going, wow. you know, um, whatever that may look like in the future. One of these terms, days you're going to be nearing the end of your career and you're going to be celebrating that you're, uh, agency's a hundred years old and I'm going to, right. at that moment, I'm going to go, Oh my God, I remember talking to her when it was at 81 years and I am, old. <laughs> you know, it's like watching some of our famous musicians start dying. You're like, wait a minute. Wait, I thought, I thought that dude was like five years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> or when they start playing your jams at the grocery store, you know, that's when you know, like, Wow. Um, I've, I've, I've recently started having to get help with technology, too. <laughs> when they start playing your jams at the grocery store. Yeah. And then you, run, you recently had to help with technology? Yeah. Like, I used to be able, you know, like, I was a technology guru, and now I'm like, um, I can't get this to work. Can, can somebody help me? <laughs> so, yes, I, I am very aware of my age oh. lately so Aaron good to have you on anything you want to say to the loyal listeners what a great story to capture where where you've uh, where you are who you are now and where you're going I'm really glad that you came on no, I'm, just, I'm just grateful I'm grateful that you and I met uh, via the Facebook gosh 12 years ago long time, right? long I, time. I mean you had just started and um, this is tell people kind of how old we are um, I reached out to Jason because nobody told me, or I shouldn't say nobody told me, everyone told me I couldn't do insurance on social media. Mm. I was going to get myself in an E&O. There was no reason to have a Facebook page. Jason remembers oh, yeah. all of these no's 
as to why you couldn't put your agency on the social media. And um, Jason was doing an iPad giveaway, and he had an amazing uh, social media page. And um, I, I reached out to Jason, and we were about the same age and starting out at the same time. And so we became friends. And I think Ryan Hanley, the three of us, would kind of bounce things off of each other. And so that was a long time ago. And It was a long time ago, and Aaron, it was lonely. There wasn't a lot yes. of us. No, and that's why, you know, I think Ryan was writing 100 blogs or something at that time. I mean, we were all just trying to get our agencies digital, and the the older generation had so much pushback. They, they didn't want us, or for me anyway, yeah. everything about it was surrounded in negativity, and so I actually had to go out there and find people my age that were doing it, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for that, so... Mm. Um, I get goosebumps. You, I get goosebumps. That's awesome because that was right. I forgot about my iPad giveaways. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was back in the day where you could make a post and everybody saw it, right? Like all right. your fans saw it, you know. And and that just shows how little, how many more people they are that they had to change that algorithm. Yes, for ad reasons, but also your friends are giving you two thousand stories a day. You can't see them all, right? Let's show me the most important yeah. ones. And I, oh, that was fun. Man, I did those iPad giveaways. Gosh, I need to do podcasts on those, uh, telling people how I did that. I bet you could come around. You could probably do that again. But you're so right about the E&O. We were told that we were doing E&O. We were told that we, I think I was told I was doing rebating, right? And it's like, uh -huh. and it was just like, oh my gosh. You know, it was like, get out of here. Yes, we did look at the laws. Yes, we did ask the associations what their thoughts were. But it was so like vanilla, like, well, we don't really know this and that. It was like... Well, let's see. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'm a 28 year old businessman. Someone's not going to punish me for this, are they? You know, I mean, so. Um, well, it was, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, because you and I knew like our intent wasn't specifically to be giving insurance advice via the social media. Mm -hmm. Our intent was to sell insurance, right? Correct. But, Everybody was taking it as like, oh, you can do nothing with insurance on, on the internet. Like at that time, people, a lot of agencies didn't even have a website. No. Like we were pioneers. No. <laughs> didn't have websites. Thought e-signatures were crazy. I mean, we yeah. were talking, no, this is, this is unbelievable stuff, you know? And, and to think that, I mean, MySpace was fading off my wife was 09 or 2010 she got off that but anyways yeah. you know aaron i thank you very much great great uh walk down memory memory lane at that end you know and then i think i missed uh mint kicker cardenas through through you um yeah. so so many people down in texas i was able to meet through you so thank you very much and, and greatly appreciate it i really truly do thanks for coming on the podcast yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, and before I do, they want to know two questions. Leaders are readers and readers are leaders, and you are a leader, so you must be a reader. What are you reading, or where do you get your education from? Um, right now, I'm trying to read the book Traction. Okay. Um, and so I have it on my desk somewhere. We we just That's rich. Removed, moved rich. everything around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't read, unfortunately, as much as I should. Um, but I get a lot of my information, um, from online. Like I follow a lot of agency groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that some of the information you see out there, you need to just 
like throw it away. Um, but there is a lot of really good information out there. Um, and just, again, I'm aging myself, but how far that we've come that we have networks, mm -hmm. um, just like the agency mastermind yep. where we can go out and ask questions and, and put things out there with people that we respect um, mm -hmm. that are, you know, out there to help you. So yeah, so much so. I, I, my, my goal for this year, once I get settled is to read more. I have a whole stack of books right here that are on my list to read, but traction is the one that I'm really wanting to read first. So, so Jeremy's your boo. So you've got to tell me you watch Hulu. Maybe you get your kicks on Netflix. Maybe you spend your time on Amazon prime. What are you listening or, or what are you watching? I should say on TV right now. Yeah. So, um, Hulu is what we watch and, um, we've never really watched it before, but we've been watching American Idol because there was a rock wall, um, oh, wow. guy on there. Graham DeFranco was from here in rock wall. Okay. And so, um, we kind of got sucked in. We've been watching American Idol this season. He's not on there anymore, unfortunately, but we, we've still been watching it. Um, but yeah, hmm. I'm not a big TV watcher. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, but yeah, we all have our like, thing, you know, that, that we go mush. But yeah, well, American Idol. Yeah, yeah, well, and up here at the office, I've been watching. Um, <laughs> so the cable guy one time before I was married to Jeremy said he knew I was single when he looked at my DVR um, <laughs> because I've been watching the men that made America on the History Channel up here at the office. <laughs> so um, that's the kind of stuff mm -hmm. I like to watch is really? the History Channel. and That's great. Yeah. You know, you're a, dateline. You're, you're, you're a so. geek like me. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I love it. I, I really, really truly do love it. So thank you, loyal listeners. I hope that you learned a lot here for the for the podcast. This is what I do because I do it for you. And I do because I want to bring people like Aaron to you. These are people that I've met who I've, as you know, and you just listened to. We have a rich history together. We've bounced things off of each other. She's been a champion for a long time. I think since like 2014, <laughs> 2015, she's been in the mastermind. We welcome you to come in there. Uh, just make sure you're serious. Uh, you can be small, you can be big. That's not what we care about. We want to make sure that you're serious about insurance and you know what you're talking about and what you're saying is tested and proved, not that just what you heard and you're going to spit it out there because we're all trying to make money and we're all trying to win every day as a champion. Aaron, once again, thank you very much for you. Um, without people like you, we won't be able to carry on the next generation. We were given a yellow brick road, loyal listeners. It was laid by all those people who drive us nuts. It was those people that Aaron had to buy out and get out of the business, but they did leave us this road. They left us the greatest industry God ever created. They left us the best time ever to be an independent insurance agent. Not only the environment, not only the world, not only technology, but once again, the road that they laid. It's a legacy. It's outdated, but it's a road. It's a path been driven. Thank you very much for all you do. This is Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence, where I give you a real agent inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. She's Neil. We're out.